Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the mean I was doing stuff, but now I'm not. So we're live. Here we go. <laughs> See how he likes to get me? Yeah. I'm over here being quiet so he can do all his settings. And well, stuff. yeah. I'm a little sicky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've, we've seen you power through these recordings before. <laughs> Don't make me record those coughs. And remember the one episode? I forget what was going on. Yeah, side. Who knows? Ah, it was a while ago. And uh, that's the biggest thing you got going on. I just took well, the puss for a nice long walk. Thank you. Because I'm, well, two reasons. One, he's hurt his little shoulder. Yeah. And so he can't run, run. And I'm too fat and lazy to walk. Uh, one, uh, I will find, this is uh, advice from your doctor, Dr. Jack here. Uh, if you're sick, sleep. Just sleep. Sleep is a very popular... NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you you woke up, had a box, of an entire box of... <laughs> I got an entire box of cereal. Uh, what was it? Um, S- uh, sugar corn pops. Sugar corn pops. And, <laughs> and then uh, I had a sugar coma went to And you went to bed, right back up to bed. Some and, NyQuil and, uh, or some... Uh, what's that yeah, stuff Yeah, I saw you, you pound a big time? thing of... Uh, which is the equivalent of doing Jägermeister in the middle Jägermeister. of the day. Jägermeister. <laughs> yeah, Jägermeister. Jäger, and if you don't have a NyQuil, Jägermeister Jägermeister will do, do the same. All right. So, well, I hope you feel better. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll live. You know what will make you feel good? What? Talking about murder. Ooh. Oklahoma City. <laughs> Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. What's that from? <laughs> it's from? I keep doing it. That is from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, right, 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 Dave, right, right. Michael Caine and Steve Martin. And Steve Martin plays a goofy character. And when he says, oh, so-and-so's from Oklahoma, he goes, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Uh, oh, funny. And, I, of course, I, I love that. I, think that's I don't think of crime when I think of Oklahoma City, but I'm here to tell you, coming up, this is the only one we're going to be covering. But having said that, it's uh, Forensic Files. Forensic Files. Here we go again, season 10. Season 10. 10. Episode 16. Episode 16. Deadly Valentine. Deadly Valentine. So uh, it's Oklahoma City Valentine's Day 2001. Valentine's 2001. Day. Susan Hamilton has a busy day planned. We are in a very lovely home in Oklahoma City. This is a reenactment home, but we see the outside, and it's a nice home. They're in a, in a better part of the town. That's a reenactment home? No, the interior was a reenactment. When they show that reenactment Susan... She's in a reenactment oh, house. Oh, 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 The exteriors of the real house. Okay. But it's in a very nice house. I didn't know. I never think of Oklahoma as being all that nice. Oil? Yeah. All that oil money? Tell me. I, I, you know. Oklahoma City? Yeah. All that oil? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's people there that are gazillionaires. Yeah. And I, live like they, you know, live like. Susan's not uh, oil money rich. She is, her husband's an OBGYN rich. Her well, husband, I, John. And they, well, own, they I, have a private practice that she runs. I so we learned that Susan is the proverbial trophy wife. Take it away, Frensick. Susan Hamilton was the proverbial trophy wife. By all accounts, she was a star. And he was indeed a very fortunate man to have her. So she looked like a darker haired Stephanie Hart. She did look like or Stephanie, Stephanie Hart. Powers, excuse me. Yep. Stephanie Powers, who played Jennifer Hart. Yeah. She looked like a darker-haired one. So it's Valentine's Day. Um, Dr. Hamilton was in surgery all morning, and he stopped by the house on the way back to their private practice to give Susan some flowers he bought her and give her a Valentine's Day card. But when he gets to the house, the back door is open. And he goes upstairs, and he finds Susan on the floor in the master bathroom, covered in blood. And he calls 911, and we get a snippet of the call. I think my wife is 
Right. I'm already feeling a lot of red flags, aren't you? I, you know, I, I hate to be this jaded. Yeah, but that's exactly what it is. It, so. it's, it's really, it's I can like, see, I sniff I, him the a mile away. The nine one one call, and I'm like, oh, he is such. Here a we go. Schmuck. Yeah, you know, and you, the, the Pamela Hupp guy when he called nine one one, he sounds fake, but he didn't do it. But yeah. this guy, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. Jeffrey Gofton is the medical examiner, and he examined Susan. In this case, the attacker was in complete control. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I don't think uh, Mrs. Hamilton really stood a chance. So he can tell by her injuries that she was ambushed. She never stood a chance, right? She, right. She's just assaulted. Well, I mean, she was brutally attacked. Mm. She was she was choked with ties, right. and then her head was smashed bashed on the floor, smashed <laughs> and bashed on the floor to the point where, like, it was. Well, then then a blown object, yeah, was used as well. But now it's uh, lead investigator Randy Scott, and you remarked, I remarked. His hair looks like it came out of like a soft oh, serve yeah, ice cream. Really? He's got that George Jones vibe yeah. going. And it looked, like, it looked okay. like he, he combs his hair with like a putty mold. Uh, yeah. I'm a little jealous, but you know. That was a full head of hair. It was reminiscent of remember we had our um listening party yesterday? We were listening to Country Music Star. Oh, <laughs> You're confused. Yeah. Yes, uh, because uh, uh, Loretta Lynn has just died recently, so I was trying to play country music for him, and of course Conway was, Twitty. Conway Twitty and her and did hair. a lot of duets together, <laughs> and of course my favorite is "You're the Reason My Our Kids Are Ugly." Which is that hysterical. Is just so funny. You said your dad would have. Said my mom. dad. <laughs> see, because because yeah, my dad liked the like that kind of country music. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> We were suspicious of the fact that maybe a burglar could have came in and possibly attacked this woman, trying to steal some jewelry or trying to steal some of the valuables from that home, and she possibly surprised them. So they think maybe a robber had come into the home to steal jewelry. Susan had a lot of nice jewelry. Uh, wouldn't be a Forensic Files episode if we didn't get a local reporter. And cue Tamara Pratt. She's from KWTV. And she has one of those Rachel haircuts from she, Friends. She, well, she, she had the Rach. She has a, well, I, no. It wasn't? You're wrong. It wasn't the Rachel haircut. It was the Karen haircut. Oh. It was the perfect cut shaped bob. It was just kind of around her oh, face. Oh, I thought that was, was a Rach. No, no, no. The Rachel was longer the, and sloppy. But uh, she, this, uh, this uh, Tamara knows her shit. This was a prominent part of Oklahoma City. Um, bigger homes, wealthier people. Uh, affluent folks, you know, the kind that go to the country club. So she loves to name check the word affluent and country club. Yes, she did. We heard it later. Yeah, yeah. And we now learn that the doctor performs abortions, and they've been targeted by anti-abortion protesters. And on top of that, they were unapologetic about it. I guess if you're in that kind of work, you've got to not be well, apologetic this is the, about it. This is one of the things I don't understand about the uh, uh, anti the the abortion protesters. Okay, I get it. You want to. Uh, Protest abortions, I understand that. But these clinics do other things. It's not just like it's an abortion factory. Right. They take care of uh, female but I mean, issues. You can't, yeah, but I, I mean, if you're going to protest, not, you can't target protest. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, is this is, and this isn't like a county or a city thing. This is a private, private practice. Yeah. And, uh, and they're in the Bible Belt too. Yeah, ugh, I just yeah, yeah. So it's it's but, so the, the but they they, they, were, they were thinking it was maybe some sort of right, radical anti-abortion. They had threats that that wanted poster wanted yes. for crimes against women. Exactly. And um, and there was also uh, the one the one detective said that there had been 
permits issued for them to protest at their, their residence. House. Yes, so they were actually lining up for that. Yeah, yeah. At least they were doing it legally. Well, well you know. <laughs> because me, I'd be like, honk, honk, and drive right through. I'm like, you know. All right, so they get John down to the police station, and we get... <laughs> we get the scene of him. It, it I is. get it. You, you're grief stricken, but John, dial it back a it bit. It was, yeah. It was, it was comical. <laughs> comical. It, comical's not even the right word. It was. Is it? it yeah. It, it was ridiculous. Please help me. Please help me. Please, 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 please. So they've been married for 15 years, and it's the second marriage for both of them. However, uh-huh. it is the second marriage for both of them, but their kids had still lived, like, even though they were on their second marriages. The kids lived had, with them? There were four kids total, and the kids had still lived with them, meaning they had gotten married when the kids were much younger and the kids had grown up. So it was up. like yours, mine, and ours? Yes, kind of like that. So she was familiar, she was close with his kids, and uh, right. he was close with her kids. What was the movie with 12 You Get Egg Rolls? 12 You Get Egg Rolls, right? yours, mine, and ours, and yeah. Brady yeah, Bunch. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The wound to her forehead or the left side of her head was, was substantial. And massive. Yeah, I think that weapon has to be a weapon of opportunity. It has to be something that was in that environment that was accessible to that person. So now we get the cards, the Valentine's Day cards. Investigators are at the house and they find the card that John was going to give to her. Then they find the card that Susan was going to give to John. Uh, no, I'm curious about this. <laughs> Were they open? I, they looked open. Yeah. So I think that might have spurned John on. But here, here we go. This is what we get. On the kitchen counter, they found the Valentine's Day card John purchased for his wife. And the card read, we are important, loving, caring people together. My life would be incomplete without you. I love you, John. The card Susan gave to her husband had an entirely different message. One of the captions she had written herself said, obviously I bought this card before last Monday. Then as you open the card and begin to read the inside of it, she had written, I bought this card two weeks ago, so they don't seem as appropriate now. I love you. Signed, Susan Hamilton. So ask John, what was she referring to uh, when she said, obviously, I, I bought these before Monday, and he said it was an argument they had about money. But then they learn that actually Susan had accused him of having an affair with a stripper who was one of his clients. She found the phone records. He's called her over 60 times, and Wes Lane is a prosecutor, and here we go with Wes. This was nuclear in her eyes, and she even moved out uh, for, a, for a night, uh, went to stay with her friend. Dr. Hamilton had been to her club. She had done a table dance for him for about $100. Uh, possibly on more than one occasion. John denies that he'd done anything wrong. And actually, we later learned that maybe he hadn't... He blurred the lines of doing something wrong, but maybe, right. but... Um, but he technically, even at the end, he technically had not had an affair. No. However... So yeah, whether it happened or not, Susan believed it happened, and that's the important thing. So now the media, and I'm the media, I Oklahoma City, I'm with you. The media has their own suspicions. When reporters heard the tape... They said it sound kind of fishy. <laughs> no, listen, listen, I'm a doctor. I've been trying CPR. Please send somebody quick. Is she not breathing? No, she's not breathing. I don't get pulse. Please. Okay. And if you listen to it over and over again, it sounds strange. The things he's saying, the, the order in which he says them, he's going to, you know, it just, it sounds weird. So the local TV station, KWTV, 
sent the tape to a company specializing in computer voice stress analysis. The test charted the micro tremors in Dr. Hamilton's voice. It showed no excessive blood flow impacting Dr. Hamilton's voice. On this, I'm very confident that this doctor is not stressed to the degree that I would think he would be under those circumstances, which makes me feel very confident that he rehearsed this before he made his call. I said it was the term the guy used. There was he said, "What did he say?" He said something about blood flow. Yeah, you hear it. Like, how would you get blood flow from an audio cassette? Yeah, they could. They could tell they're analyzing the stress in his voice, and they there are there are way you can break down a tone. And say, like, if he was a truly frightened or upset, his voice would register in these, in these areas. And the uh, investigator, the guy who was doing the analysis, he's like, no, this sounds fake to me. He rehearsed this. It's yeah. so bizarre. I hope I never have to call 911 in an emergency of those proportions. Like, I've called 911 for car yeah. accidents or whatever. You're whatever. worried you're going to sound fake? <laughs> yes. Because, you know, there's sometimes that I'm totally calm about things and other people probably, and then. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be. Hey, this guy's really calm. Yeah. Well, it's because it didn't really directly affect me. Yeah. I saw someone get stabbed. I didn't get stabbed. <laughs> so. They just throw you, throw your manacles. So now we get more of this nonsense of John pretending to be frantic in the interview room. Oh my goodness. And help me. Help. I can't. I can't. I can't and I won't. Uh, you can't. Well, it look. It he's moving the table around. He's moving the chair. It's, he's throwing himself on the table. It doesn't say, look like someone genuinely grieving. It, 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 it it's it's comical. Kevin uses the word ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> when Kevin uses the word ridiculous, he doesn't mean it like you know how a lot of people say ridiculous and they mean it in a very almost comical nature. Kevin uses the word ridiculous and means it in a serious nature. So this guy was ridiculous. And when he said it, I was like, that's perfect. He mm-hmm. actually is being ridiculous. He thinks he's being dramatic in all the right ways. And I'm just looking at him going, that's Dude. fake as fuck. <laughs> so he had two operations that morning and forensic files says he was at the hospital. They kind of lead you down the path to be like, how could he be right. at the hospital and also be at the well, hospital? That's how they and do. also, they've been married for 15 years. He's going to stop by the house on the way to the office and give her a card and give her flowers. Well, Nobody's doing that after 15 uh, years. In my research, uh-huh. he was obsessed with it, with her. He was? He showered her with presents Okay, and well, gifts. save it for the post party. That's great. No, no, no. I want it right here. Oh, okay. He showered her with presents and gifts. That sounded fishy he, to me. Incredibly expensive vacations, jewelry, all this kind of stuff. And he they he called her numerous times during the course of the day. Wow. They met for lunch often. I wonder. And well, yeah. things, things may have been So he's a little obsessive. Yeah. Yeah, he's well, a little obsessive. We learned that between the two operations that morning, he left, went to the house. Dr. Hamilton's presence in the crime scene, the fact that he's bloody, is completely expected. He's come home, he's found his wife dead, he's cradled her, he's taken action. But not all the blood on Dr. Hamilton's shirt could be explained away. Dr. Hamilton's claims presented some major contradictions. I don't expect to find spatter. The spatter I observed were present on the front of his shirt, below his neck, on both sleeves at the cuff, and they suggested that he, his arms and his body had been in close proximity to a spatter event. So, yeah, they found blood spatter, which absolutely should not be there. It's on one of John's shoes, 
and it's not possible if what John said happened had happened. So Tom Bevel is the blood. We've seen him before in other forensic files. Tom gets around. He's the blood Tom spatter gets expert. Around. He's Tom a, gets around. He's a very popular um, professional witness. What is that called? Well, a pro- professional mm. witness. Yeah, professional well, witness. he's an expert. So Tom Bevel is hired by John Hamilton. So Tom ends up agreeing with Ross. We've seen this guy in the other episodes, blah, blah, blah. The uh, spatter places the shoe within an area capable of receiving spatter, and the spatter is being generated by some impact into a blood source, which in this case is Mrs. Hamilton. So then there's the damning blood spatter up his sleeves. So the blood has to be coming at an angle capable of uh, missing the wrist and the edge of the cuff and the outside and going on the inside of it. Uh, That puts very limited positions with which that could have occurred. Explain that, John. It could not possibly have gotten up there if anything that John had said had happened had happened. It's clear evidence of him being near Susan while she's being assaulted. So, And then they're showing the pictures like, you don't think about it when you have a long sleeve shirt mm-hmm. on, but there's gap mm-hmm. when you have the cuff buttoned around your wrist. And they were showing, you know, like... how it, Yeah, it had to come in so, at an angle. So there's the no blood, way. So just to clarify this, if this isn't making clear, aside from the normal blood spatter, because... If this, we, I don't think we said this earlier. When the emergency people arrived, mm-hmm. he was covered with blood. Yeah, because he had tried to perform CPR. He had and cradled one her. One guy says he'd cradled her and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was covered with his wife's blood. So him having blood all over him was not uh, that, a that surprise made sense. That and made not sense. a question or whatever. However, mm-hmm. these blood splatter people really know their shit. <laughs> they do and the blood splatter. Now let me explain this. His, his long sleeve cuff around his wrist was buttoned. Mm-hmm. So his long sleeve shirt, the blood splatter was inside Up the, the cuff. Yeah. A splatter mark, not a soak through, yep. a splatter mark on the inside of the cuff. Mm-hmm. That actually, I'm actually got little chills. That blows my mind. They are so thorough. And, and that's how come I say you can't get away with you this. You won't, stuff. you can't, and you won't. And then the little ones that are on his shoes that were microscopic. And I, I, you know, the, John didn't even think to change his shoes. Change He's like, there's shoes. nothing on there. Really? Because so, he had black shoes on. Yeah. Were they nice shoes? They were okay. It's always funny when I see someone who makes a lot of money and I'm like, they could have better shoes. Yeah. They were nice shoes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Luminol now shows that Luminol, I, I want a dog named Luminol. <laughs> That's a great name for I a dog. Love, I you know, because I have, I would love to get a blood experty person to. I have a ton of questions about Luminol. Yeah. How long does it last? What? How does it? I show? was my what understanding does that does other stuff show up in it? What is bleach? That? Bleach will get rid of. Uh, no. I, I heard that what because this is my uh, kindergartner understanding of of blood. Blood is not a liquid. It is made up of millions of little itty-bitty blood cells. Mm -hmm. So the blood cells go everywhere, even though it looks like a solid, not a solid form, but it looks like a group of water. Mm -hmm. So so that gets into all these minuscule cracks, and that's what the luminol picks up. Mm -hmm. So you cannot wipe it away. There's too much. I wonder what the specific chemical in blood that luminol is reacting to specifically. See, that's what I'm saying. I would love to have a luminol. I would actually like to interview a luminol expert. Is that possible? I'm I'm absolutely. I'm going to look into that good company in the car. You heard it. You heard it here first. We'll, we'll turn it into I'm a podcast. I'm going to try to find a luminol expert and ask them questions we'll record about it. the luminol. <laughs> They're going to have to come down here into the doom room. Oh, good uh, lord! Was De- Dexter was based on all this? That's right? exactly what I loved. Dexter. Yeah. Did they? I thought that Dexter? was a great show. Well, I, the first three seasons. They rebooted it, didn't they? I have. 
I think they did. I always lose track of a show, probably about the third or fourth season. Yeah, it's usually because they go downhill. That's when they start introducing Cousin Oliver and all yeah, that kind of cousin stuff. Cousin Oliver. Don't you talk bad about Cousin <laughs> exactly. Oliver. Exactly. And I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. But it's always that first two years, you're just riveted. Mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere on Thursday yeah. night. You know, yeah, yeah. Some, some shows got better as they went along. Like Seinfeld got funnier. And I feel like Friends got funnier as they refined it. Some shows start I out strong. I only watched the shows in uh, syndication, so I have no idea if yeah. I'm watching them in order. SpongeBob started out strong and got worse as it went along. So that's the opposite. I find a lot of silly stuff in SpongeBob. I, do. I don't I watch it. it. I haven't watched it in years. The other one is The Simpsons. The Simpsons is still knocking it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, thirty something years or whatever. And I want to say Family Guy too. Family Guy too. Yeah, they have Family. I, people. Anyway, I love Seth MacFarlane. But Luminol shows that Susan's blood is in John's car, along with some hair and tissue. Oh, yeah. It's in his car. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when do you hear the piss-poor excuse about that? Uh, okay. Um, the Hamilton's maids now says a marble figurine, a substantial marble figurine, is missing from the master bedroom. And they're like, aha, that was the murder weapon. Now, assuming that uh, uh, Forensic Files found something that looked like what was missing, it was a shell, a, a marble shell on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Now, that I don't know why, but I'm like, I think that that's kind of inter. I would think that they would find something that looked the same. Yeah, way. they're really good about it. They're, they're props good about people making things mad. Their yeah, prop yeah. people are. Their prop game is tight. Now, of course, now I got to say, I'm looking this. at you, snap. So look, so it's just snap, maybe for a step. <laughs> So they were showing the interior pictures of her area of the bathroom, mm-hmm. and it was it, made, it was interesting to me. Oh, because she's a wealthy woman; <laughs> yeah. she, they live in a they live in a wealthy, and there must have been thirty bottles of perfume. Yeah, there were. And the thing about this is, this is so <laughs> funny to me. These are actual crime scene photos. These are actual crime scene photos. I in the in in my past when I had a little scratch, I had multiple jars, jars, bottles, multiple bottles. Maybe you did have jars. No, they're they're bootleg perfume from back in West Virginia. I would oh (laughs) up in the mountains. Up in the mountains, they're making bootleg. I never had a fake. Um, If you if you have more than let's say like five bottles of cologne or perfume that you use, it gets stale. Does it? Yes. After after a couple of years, it's I didn't know that. It's, yeah. I didn't know gas could it, get bad. And then it smells. It, it's got it smells a off, separates. Smell to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It starts to separate. What's the thing you coveted most about her lifestyle? That walk-in closet. Oof. You looked at that, you're like, check that out. Uh, yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> That's it your was, dream, isn't I it? I think, well, I think they shared the closet, but it was like. It was her closet. It was like a whole. <laughs> they might have yeah, shared probably, it, but it was her yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, when they walked, and I was like. Damn, that's nice. I've, oh, that that is a that is a particular. I, I've tried several times. I'm gonna ch- make a bedroom in my house into my closet, and it's never for you come to fruition because I've always needed a spare room. Yeah, so- <laughs> yeah, it's true. You do. <laughs> so they go ahead and arrest Hamilton, and they charge him with murder. And now he's in his orange jumpsuit, and he's asking the uh, detective who's interrogating him if he can please move to another room. And the detective isn't having it. Leave the door open. I feel like I'm in a cage. Well, dumb dumb. That's exactly right. Well, can you leave the door open? I mean, it's just, I mean, I feel like I'm in a cage. I'm sorry. Well, I, I tried to explain to you that there are obsessing cases and everything else, and that's why I was hoping there was someplace else you could put me. This is just, I'm sorry. I am so distraught. I need, I just, I want to talk to somebody. I want to. I just can't. I mean, I'll go nuts. Well, that's the whole purpose of you being here, okay? So I just love it. He's like, yeah, that's why you're here. And, he, you know, you're not going to be made comfortable. You know, he's an entitled doctor, I yes. guess. I don't know. The trial is huge news in Oklahoma City, as you can imagine. 
he's a prominent, you know, doctor. She's, you know, and they, they go to the country club, as Tamara told us. So the investigators learned that the doctor had been sending money to a child of his from a previous marriage, and she caught him and confronted him. And He had been sliding money to one of his children by a previous marriage. Well, she found out he lied to her about that, and she absolutely went ballistic about that, told him if he ever did it again, she'd leave him. There was no question who wore the pants in the family, and it was not John. I say that's his prerogative. Wait, wait, wait. And I, in my research, it wasn't, okay, it was his son mm-hmm. for car repairs. Okay. Now, here's what she got mad about. She didn't get mad about him by giving, I'm sure if he had said, hey, I'm giving, you know, little, my son some money to right. repair, he lied about it and he tried to hide it from her. That was the lie. I wonder why I tried to hide it from her. Because people do dumb shit. That's weird. I mean, it would be... Now, that is a big thing. Now, of of all the things that you can do to someone, a bold-faced lie... Yeah. And and that's apparently what caused the the big start of all the problems. Because, like I told you in my research, these kids all lived in the house. Right. She, you know, was an active stepmom at one point for this child. All right. So I don't think it was an issue of him not... Of her not liking him. It's a matter that he kind of lied about it. Okay. Yes, it was his priority... prerogative to give his son money to pay for something but you know hey i'm gonna give you know junior some yeah. money to get his car but well, you, and also you don't want to enable them right that, that second guy in the audio by the way was richard horton who was susan's first husband it kind of sounds like susan might be a little bit of a taskmaster <laughs> and i'm putting it lightly now see i thought i thought that was very funny because <laughs> He was not being negative. Yeah. No. He was like, no, nope, respect just, for. She wears the pants. Yeah. No, no, she wears the pants. Now, I could see, and back to that, him giving money to his son. Now, I know a friend of mine, he, his first wife, they don't live together anymore. He kind of enables his, his children, his grown children, because they're always a fallback for him. He is always there to give them some money and this. And she's like, they're never going to land on their feet and take care. If you're always there to bail them out, they're never going to learn. They're never going to, there's no consequence for, you know, bailing out of the latest job or you know sticking to it so there's a i could see a little you know a little of that no yeah i i agree with you but again that wasn't the point no 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 but i'm just saying was was, he lied according to the according to my research he had lied about her or tried to hide it rather than tell her and she equated that and if she's a you know apparently she's greek if she's real greek you know that's like italians that's super emotional like what are you talking about that's yeah, very so, passionate so, people. So for her, it was it was the lie. Right. So we learn about the stripper. Uh Susan's found out that there's a stripper who's a patient of John's, and John has apparently been calling her and he's gone to her her club and he, she did a lap dance for him. But the stripper tells Wes what's really going on with her and John. The stripper actually told me that she really believed that John Hamilton was trying to work up the nerve to ask her out on a date. There wasn't any relationship there, but she knows men pretty well, and he was trying to work up the courage to, to even get to first base, and, and he wasn't even off home plate yet. So John runs the baseball analogy into the ground with a, he's not even at home plate. Way to go. <laughs> Which was funny. <laughs> Did so, you see that? I'm assuming it was the real, it was the phone bill. Yeah, and she had, and she had gone through, She'd Susan gone had annotated it. 
what I loved was we were in Dallas. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yes, so like, he, how could you? He was calling her excessive. Even when they're out the of town. The doctor was calling the stripper excessively. Now, the stripper is saying, we're not having an affair. No. I'm not sleeping with he him. He didn't even have the credit. He was working his way up to asking me trying, out. He was trying to schmooze her. And also, in my research, because he was, she was a patient of his, he was giving her uh, meds, uh, you know, like they get sample meds. Sure. Oh, just so give he was her? giving her sample meds so she didn't have to buy the prescriptions to save oh, her money. That's cool. So there was this like underlying nice relationship. Yeah. Then and it of kind course, of, he took it a little further. But think about it. He's obsessive. Yeah. He's obsessive about the woman he's married to. Yeah. Showering her with presents, wanting to know where she is, calling her all the time, meeting her for lunch. They work together in the in the practice, and he's still meeting her places to do things. Yeah. Okay. Her. Yeah. So so he's an obsessive kind of a guy. So here he finds the stripper that sparks his. Sparks is fancy, yeah, and he's calling her obsessively. Yeah, I, I called her sixty times. Well, I think that's what they said. That's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. That's a lot, especially if. Yeah. So, do you think the fancy folks in Oklahoma City, when they want to go to like their version of Manhattan, they go to Dallas? You think that's like let's have, spend a no, fun they weekend. have money. They fly the, they fly their private planes to New York. Oh, I would think because Dallas is close. Oh, but... oil money! You're oh. not grasping oil I'm not. money. I'm not oil money, man. They got oil money. They got private. They got their own planes. They got their own. They have ranches and shit that are the size of states. Yeah, they I do know care. that. Right, that Bree Drummond, Bree Drummond, or whatever the 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 pioneer woman cooking show. Yes, she's got that million dollar yes. cooking. Her husband owns the largest ranch in Oklahoma. They're worth. Her husband is worth like two hundred million dollars, right. and she's got that whole cooking empire going. Good for her. Yeah, good for you, Bree. So they figure that the morning. Of Valentine's Day, they had a fight at breakfast over the card. Remember the card where she's like, you know, I bought this before the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she put, so the the line in the card was something about how, you know. Clearly I bought this before Monday night. Yeah, but but, but the line that she was like pointing to was, I love you or trust you or respect you. Well, I I do love you. Have a good day. It's kind of frosty. Yeah, on Valentine's Day, I do love you. Have a good day. (laughs) Oof. That's horrible. They figure when, um. They had an argument over that at, at the card. So he went to work, and then he returned home. They think maybe reconcile, but Susan wasn't having it. And on impulse, John grabbed some neckties and strangled her. Right. And then he got paged from the hospital because his second patient was already under anesthesiology. Do you remember the detective? I know he said anesthesiology. <laughs> anesthesia. So he's got to run. He, he, he doesn't have an infinite amount of time to clean up. So he, um, he grabs his stuff. He changes his pants. And and he takes the the uh, statuette with him. Well, they are they, they are they're speculating. They're speculating that he wrapped the statue with the pants he was wearing when he beat the shit out of her. Yeah, and uh, disposed of it somewhere along the way back to the hospital. Hospital. So when he preps for surgery, uh, he's completely cleaned all the evidence off his arms and his feet. And but the dum dum puts the shirt back on. Yeah, the, he then calmly performed the surgery. Well, no, no, no. The shirt is when he he has a clean shirt on. And then when he goes to to do all that stuff with her, he's like, it's going to cover all the blood from previously. He he had the, he had the no no no. He put the shirt back on, right? The he other one to cover it up so they wouldn't find the blood. Right, you're right. You're right. He put the puts shirt it back, back on. on. He then calmly performs the surgery, which to the prosecutor makes sense, but Tamara thinks it's disturbing. <laughs> My wife happens to be a surgeon. You revert to something you've done a thousand times. I'm not sure I'd want to even perform a surgery on me. It's disturbing. It's it's frightening and creepy. So you know the prosecutor always lets people know, oh, my wife's a surgeon and follow. You know, right, we're a power right. couple. Uh, he goes back home after the operation and he does the rehearsed nine one one call. 
So at the trial, Bevel, who John had hired to defend him, delivers the devastating testimony saying he agreed with the prosecution's expert, at which point the jury is like a Saved by the Bell audience. What? Right. So So literally because the the, the people said, is there anything else? uh And he told them. He's like, I agree with them. It doesn't, this looks fishy. Sorry about that, John. As as literally a bus comes through the courtroom and runs them over. And they kept calling it a Perry Mason moment. Yeah, it it must have been. Can you imagine? So he's found guilty of murder, and he's sentenced to life with no possibility for parole. Oklahoma is a hanging state. That's You're what right. I thought. Oklahoma was a death penalty state, so I'm, a wonder, I'm curious as to why he wasn't up for the death penalty. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe he took a deal? I don't know. Ah, we get Gerald McFall, who was one of the jurors, and uh, for just a minute. And at first, I thought that was actually Dr. Yeah, Hamilton, looked, didn't you? White hair, yeah. Generic middle-aged like, white yeah. guy. We all felt sorry for him because, uh, you know, his situation, but uh, to us, the uh, the evidence was so overwhelming, and, and it just seemed to show on his face that he was guilty. Uh. So Susan's ex-husband closes this out with a pretty dark bit. John will rot in jail. John will have to pay for this at a higher level than what he's already paid. Meaning? Going to hell. And then we get our traditional close out with all the talking heads. Everybody's saying, the yeah. but have you, did you find so anything in else my about research, him? In my research, everything was hunky-dory until just right, right before, before Valentine's Day. She, she complained that he was smothering, oh. but not like, not like, oh, he's just smothering me. Right. It was like, oh, God, you know, he, you know. <laughs> oh, John. Yeah. It's just John again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, and uh, after the big blow up with the, 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 the money thing about the line mm-hmm. and then the stripper thing. Right. She point blank said, I want a divorce. She was telling people. Boy, I she did not to- put up with anything, did she? Well, I don't think you should. No. No, I don't think so. But either. then again, what do I always say? If it's not working out. Leave. Well, she was trying to but, leave. Well, but this <laughs> dumb dumb, no, this doctor, the dumb dumb, oh, I can have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. And it don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. But he went from zero to a hundred real fast. He's got a wife who's in control of his life. She's running his office. Mm-hmm. You know she's taking care of the money and mm-hmm. all the bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? I just it's they had amazing. everything going for him. They had everything going for him. I don't under I just don't understand it. These people who've got everything I, going for them, and then one of them just has to have a little bit it more. Just, yeah. Just Wait you know. A <laughs> but so, I Susan, feel a little seed. Uh, no, Susan was trying to do the right thing, though. Well, yeah, you but, know, but take it, our advice. But it never occurred to her that <laughs> he, he could do he something like out. that. Now that's the other thing that I wanted to go back to. This. Oh, reenactment. Susan looked exactly like her. Yes, they, the the murder. The murder was. I don't want to say it's a crime of passion, but it was a crime. It was. Of passion. It was kind of. He yeah. flipped out. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they didn't go for the death penalty. I wonder if they were like, yeah, that kind of mollified their... uh... Uh, And then what was the other thing? Uh, She, so one of the things that uh, her daughter said was that she, the daughter said that... um, Susan? Susan said, I'm scared and I've never felt so alone in my life. So apparently him flipping out like this... It it was it was something he'd never done before. He so she was a little. Oh, out that of the, morning, the day that she got killed, she talked to her daughter and said, "Not I, that I, day. It was in the you know that he but that he had yeah, shown a temper during this after the whole the big fight about the money and, uh-huh. and, the, and the calls to the stripper. So he started expressing anger towards her because well because yeah because she was questioning was like, him and he's all of a sudden he wants to be the man. 
Oh, okay. So uh, it was over Christmas that uh, the doctor had given money to his son for car repairs without her knowledge. And her daughter said that her mother had gotten upset with her because she felt taking sides with John. she was taking John's side. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> because, I, I, well, if, if she's a... And I'm not trying to point... She seemed her, a little controlling. If she's a controlling person, and you know, her daughter's like, well, Mom, come on, yeah, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. You, you can afford it, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. So. That probably didn't help. Uh, in my research, believing that Susan Hamilton's threat of divorce was enough to make the doctor snap. The prosecutors developed a theory that the couple had argued that morning after exchanging the cards. Right, right, right. We kind of went over that. He was just obsessed with her. And when he saw that this incredible woman was looking to leave, he lost it. Okay. Well, Susan, you know, you tried to do the right thing. You were going to leave. It wasn't working out, but uh, you didn't get out in time. Really? That's, 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 well, I think uh, also, you know, if you think about it in terms of being married for 15 years, yeah. a couple of months is not, you know, like, oh, well, we'll, you we'll, know, we'll blah, 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 snap blah, blah, blah. out of it or whatever. And then, of course, she's like, I think I'm, I'm going to ask you for a divorce. Yeah. I think I want a divorce. And he, what? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I, yeah, that's a And he was such tale. a weird looking, not weird looking dude, but he was such a, he was uh, he was punching he, above his weight with old Susan. I, I tell you what, exactly. That's exactly. He was what lucky I to have to her. Say. Yeah, she but. was. She was the more. He was not an ugly person. No, but she, she was, was the better looking. He was, too, but um. Obviously. Well, that's the sad tale of Susan. Very sad. Um. Okay. Well, I hope you feel better. I um, will. Thanks some more Nyquil and take another nap. I'm drinking. Uh, You're really good at napping, so I love napping. <laughs> Napping's good. But thanks for listening, you guys. Can you say your thing? Or a the girl can't help it, she's in love with me. Can't help it, the girl can't help it.